The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. And belly on up to the nine-foot homemade oak bar. Pour yourself a cold one. My name is Chris. This is the EP Podcast. 30 minutes of good from my basement bar right here in the EP. It's all brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. First National Bank of Evergreen Park invests in this community because they love the area as much as you do. Plus, with their total access checking account, you get free ATMs nationwide and a $300 bonus with qualifying activities. Paired with their mobile banking tools and award-winning customer service, switching to a true community bank has never been easier. Start banking locally today at bankevergreenpark.com slash 300. $100 required to open. No minimum monthly balance or maintenance fees. Must use link to apply. Member FDIC. It has been a rough week, to say the least, for me, personally. I came down with something at the beginning of last week. Uh, I got a virus. It isn't the one you're thinking of. Turns out there's a lot more viruses out there than just the one that makes the news. And I fought through it all week long, but I couldn't get any guests over here for the EP podcast because I wasn't going to get anybody sick. Then I felt better and said, okay, I'm doing okay. I think I could still do the events that I had planned this weekend. I was in Lamont for Southside Pod. I was in Tinley Park for Socks in the Basement, other shows on the network. I had commitments. I was like, I'm going to make it to them. And then last night, it turns out that I might have just pushed myself a little bit too hard coming out of being sick and killed my voice. So I, I have just enough of it, I think, to get through this show today. So if I if I sound a little weak, that's why. Did anybody get their uh, their home pages, their Evergreen Park phone book? This arrived on my step this week. Who uses a phone book anymore? Honest to goodness. Like, with the internet, are there people that actually keep this in a drawer and pull it out when they're trying to find a phone number? Like, I can't imagine anybody who's listening to this podcast and looks things up on their computer and listens to an on-demand radio show is using it. But there's got to be people somewhere that use this thing, right? I mean, I didn't even know these things existed. And when it showed up on my porch, for some strange reason, it hit me that every once in a while, you've got to take something that might have worked for years and you've got to get like a fresh pair of eyes on it. You got to sit down and say to yourself, does this still make sense? Like, does a phone book on your front step make sense? in 2022. Again, I don't really know if it does, but I started to ask myself after four years, and really it has been four years, folks, 2018, right around the beginning of September, that's when the EP podcast launched. Four years with you, and I appreciate everything that you've done listening to the show, but after four years, there's a possibility that we need to fix some things around here, that I need to freshen the show up a little bit, that There might be something you want as a listener that you want more of for this show, or there might be something we do on this show that you're like, enough, I'm done with it. I'm tired of it. Do less of this, do more of this. And I'm curious. And I thought about this while I was laying around my house last week, fighting off this thing that I had. And I decided I wanted to ask you, the listener, to tell me what you think of the EP podcast. Do you like the political guest? Do you like when Frank Murray comes walking in here? Do you like it when we go out to events? Do you like when we bring in small businesses or does it sound too much like an ad? You know, 
I mean, I'm interested in the local business. I think that Evergreen Park thrives on it, but I don't know if people are interested in that. I also noticed like going back and listening to the shows that a lot of times what we do is preview and promote things that are coming up in about a week or two. But then we'll go to like these individual guests and we'll sit down and we'll learn an awful lot about. Is there something you like better? Now, this is not abnormal for a radio station to do or a radio broadcaster to do. There's all kinds of market research that stations, TV stations, radio stations do all the time. You just don't know about it. Me, I don't have the budget. I can't bring in a consulting firm and drop $100,000 to find out what people in Evergreen Park think without you knowing that I want to know what you think. So instead, I'm just going to be real upfront about it. Reach out and let me know. If you go to the eppodcast.com, you can send me a message. There is a contact form. I'd love to hear your input. You can also leave me a voicemail. You don't want to leave your whole name on there? That's cool. Just leave me a voicemail. There's a little button on the screen on whatever mobile device you're using, your iPad, your phone, whatever. You can click on it. If you have a microphone set up on whatever device you're using, you can leave me a voice message. There's also our original phone number where people can call in. It still works. I'm thinking about changing that system a little bit. There's been some bugs with it. But for now, you can call us, 708-459-8406. Leave me a message that way as well off your phone. Hit me up on social media. Send me a private message if you want to. But I'm curious. I have people all the time who say, I listen, I like this, I don't like this, and I feel like I'm just scratching the surface. I'm curious. Just, you know, any input that you have, anything that you'd like to hear more of, hear less of, what you think of the EP podcast four years in, I'd love to hear it. For this episode, once again, because I was basically laying on the couch in a fetal position for several days in the middle of the week last week, this episode is all about things on the EP podcast you may have missed. Maybe it was a holiday weekend. Maybe it's my fault, and I'll explain that in just a moment. But every once in a while, we have a show where it's obvious to me that a lot of people just kind of missed something that was pretty good. The first example of that is the interview I'm going to play right here. An Evergreen Park resident who became a boat captain. Unfortunately for him, when we set up the interview, we had like seven people on the show that week. We were overbooked. That was my fault. Like I said, sometimes it's my fault. We only got about two minutes of the interview on the show. So I'm going to play the whole thing because it's really interesting. And like I said, sometimes I enjoy the interviews where we learn something about a resident right here in the EP that's interesting. If you like that or you don't like it, let me know at the eppodcast.com. I don't want to end up like the phone book on your porch. That's, I guess, my main goal. Who uses these things? Sitting down here at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar, I have a boat captain from the south side. This seems weird to me, Ray Novak. Uh, I never think of watercraft and people that sail when I think of the south side, unless I'm crossing one of these bridges that go over the Cal Sag and my kids are looking for a boat. How are you, first of all? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day out. Yeah, you got four, four tours today with your company, uh, Chicago Fireboat Tours, and we're going to get into that and what you do. But I just find it interesting. Like, first of all, did you grow up on the south side? I grew up right here in Evergreen Park. Yeah. Until uh, I was about in sixth grade, and then my parents moved out west uh, to Lamont. But then here I am again with my family back in Evergreen Park. So you're an EP and Lamont guy. Yeah. How does getting out on the water start for you? Because 
I mean, there is there is the channel or like an offshoot running there through Lamont. Mm-hmm. Do you fall in love with it, seeing it roll through uh, the downtown area, or was it near your house? How do you how do you get into wanting to be on the water? Well, I got out uh, on the water from actually being in Scouts. Uh, I'm I'm uh, half Lithuanian, and my mom she was a scout uh, growing up in the Lithuanian community. And uh, she signed me. She was going to sign me up to be a what we call a land scout. So you're a Boy Scouts. And uh, uh, this gentleman was walking down the uh, stairs while we were getting ready to sign up. And he said, "Hey, you want to go on boats? You want to go sailing and and be on the water?" <laughs> Random said, dude just walking I, along, yeah, and he goes, and I "Forget said, that. Be on the water." I said. Uh, that sounds good to me, uh, and that was like when I was five years old, and ever since then I was a Sea Scout. Uh, my I have two younger brothers; they became Sea Scouts, and it was uh, such a great uh, uh, thing in my life that I think it it made me want to be in the Navy, and I w- was in the Navy for four years too. What do you do in the Navy? I was a boiler Navy? tech. I, okay. I was an engineer. I made steam for a living. Uh, <laughs> So you're I've one of those guys that's in there, like you know, walking around and just like, like, like whenever I see the movies, it's the guy who's like got half the uniform on because yeah. it's so hot. And he's oh in yeah, the steam. It, yeah. I, I was a lot thinner back then. I, I was. Uh, <laughs> I can imagine. I, 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 I was like maybe a buck fifty, and uh, uh, looking at the pictures, my wife now she looks at those pictures because I don't think I would have dated you. Uh, you look too skinny, and uh, you know, definitely that military look. Yeah, yeah. It's good to find the wives that like us a little bigger. Yeah. Okay, My, mine's the exact same way. Well, first of all, thank you for your service. What what ship did you sail on? I was on two different ships. I was on USS Fort Fisher. It was LSD-40 and uh, USS Cleveland LPD-7. They were both, both part of the amphibious groups. So we held about 1,000 Marines and about between two to 300 uh, sailors. Wow. So you're experienced. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and and ever since you were a kid, you got into this. Was this... Was this was this a thing that became rough on your parents? Because it's not like there's a lot of places for you to go do Sea Scouts. Are they bringing you to Lake Michigan all the time? Like, what are they doing? Well, they had friends that had sailboats. Uh, so that was the cool thing. Uh, I, I would go for a two-week sail uh, before actual Sea Scout camp, uh, uh, leaving on the uh, 4th of July, back when they had the fireworks on the 3rd. Right. You know, right off of the... Uh, 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 Buckham Fountain there, that harbor. It's actually ironic because that's exactly where our boat is, you know, the fireboat. Uh, my parents were never really boaters. Uh, th- it was just all about, uh, you know, getting me involved with the scouts. Uh, and Because they, they would have uh, camps in Michigan and just doing a lot of sailing. And that's pretty much where the love of the water was. And then my grandfather, he was the... Uh, the hunter and the, the, he, he liked teaching you about nature. Uh, and so between sailing and learning about, you know, what to do in the woods, uh, I found out that, you know, nature is all around us. And, you know, that just makes it really cool being on the boat. Cause you're always on a boat within nature. Yeah. You're using diesel fuel and everything to propel, you know, to move the boat, but it's quite, kind of still, you know, a connection out there. Yeah, I, and this is the thing I always find interesting about the the entirety of the South Side is that you have people that just get up, they're in their neighborhood, that's what they do, they don't really go to the lake, they're not really going to the forest preserves, they're not really, they, they just see themselves as in a city. 
And then you have people like you, you're at the lake, you're, you're, your family's really in the nature. It, there's, it, it's really interesting to me because some people don't even, I think, perceive that as an option. Like there are people that if they ever end up on Lake Michigan, it's because it was organized after their prom and they were put on a boat and then you never see them again. And they never go, they never go down there. The perception is it's hard to, to probably get parking down there. It's, you know, it's difficult to organize going and doing something on the water. So tell me a little bit about Chicago fireboat tours, because to me, it sounds like you have a fireboat, you've converted it and you're, you're taking people out. Yeah, so this boat was uh, built in 1936, put in service for the city of Chicago in 37, and then retired in 81. She was the first of her kind. She was the first diesel-powered fireboat for the city of Chicago, um, and in the nation, I should say, too. So it was a lot of firsts. So it's an actual piece of Chicago history as opposed to some of the other uh, boat companies out there. They do a fine job. But they talk about architecture and they talk about history. But we do the same. But we, you're actually on a piece of the history. Do you get to fire the uh, the water cannons off? You know, yeah, can you still like, do that on that boat? <laughs> that's like the number one question we get on our <laughs> boat. Uh, unfortunately, when she was decommissioned uh, and then converted into a tour boat, uh, they did remove two of the pumps because one of the four pumps that were on the boat were uh, seized. Uh, and then they pulled all the piping out and stuff like that because uh, they had to lighten the load a little bit to accommodate the the amount of weight that you're going to be putting on it as passengers. Okay. Um, but our goal is that so the boat just turned 85 back in May, and we're hoping uh, in the next two years or so we want to be able to uh, pump some water again. What we call it is the water cannon that's on the front of the boat. Yeah. Um, and. If not, by the time she turns 90. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so we got like a three year grace period. You're just from, tired from of being asked the question. Well, it's You're like, oh, just, my God, if another person asks me if this thing works, we might as well make it work. I, you know, it, it, the other question I get is, uh, you know, uh, where do you get the water from? Because, uh, <laughs> well, it's the lake good, or the river, whatever that, you're that, in, that, right? That, that is the well, answer. People, but, wait, I'm sorry. Hold on. People think you're storing the water yeah. on the well, boat. I mean, if you think about it, you know, it's an engine, right? Because it, it it holds water, like, right? You know, on land, you know, engines and and trucks are two different things. And so we're engine forty one. So they, you know, some people might think that, hey, you know, you might have some tanks on the boat. <laughs> I don't think we, you know, the I, boat, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I know you're trying to explain it, <laughs> but, but I think if somebody asks you that question, it, it, it's a dumb question. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you try to resist to roll the eyes it's and a dumb uh, you're like, you know, Hey, this boat pumps 10,000 gallons a minute. I don't think we have, you know, the, that kind of ca- uh, capacity on the boat. Do you generally try to get people from where you live? Hey, I got this fireboat tour or is it just something like, you're down there, you're listed, people come and, and, and from all over the place. We get people from all over the place right now. Yeah. Uh, mostly it's it's been word of mouth, our Facebook page. Uh, we have uh, a great PR uh, people. They get a, get our name out there. What what kind of tours? Are we river so, tours? We're lake tours? What are we doing? Yeah, so we start on the lakeside, so, which is really cool uh, because you get to see what the city is. And uh, so we do... Uh, 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 Lake and River, that's our, our guided tours. And we do a couple of those during the day. That's our daytime thing. And then in the evening time, we stay out on the lake and we'll do um, uh, sunset cruises and then firework cruises as well. And then we do our uh, uh, private cruises. We got 
coming up a whole bunch of actually uh, fire uh, uh, related uh, private events. We, we uh, Ignite the Spirit is coming out and uh, the Herbie Johnson Foundation, which is a fallen firefighter for Chicago. Uh, they're doing an annual fundraiser on our boat. Our boat's really cool because it's big, it's red, it's a fire boat. So with that, we're a family friendly boat. We also have the bar to make it even more friendlier. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we have oh, alcoholic and not alcoholic There's a bar on the fireboat. Yeah. I'm sold. How many people can you put on the boat? If 127 people. 127 people yeah. you can put on the boat. So you can rent out the boat if somebody's having an event. Or people can go and check you out. Um, I, I heard as you came in here this morning to sit down, multiple uh, lake and river tours planned today. Yep. A sunset cruise and fireworks yes. that you're doing. You got them all in just one day, this is like your busiest day. I I know you've got lots to do, but uh, if people want to check this out, uh, I'm going to give out the website, fireboattours.com, and you can also give them a ring at 312-919-3367. And uh, Ray Novak became a sailor at the youngest age because some guy passed him in a hallway, Navy, and eventually back on the water in the Chicago area on his own fireboat. It's fantastic. It's a solid story, man. I love that. Thank you so much for joining us. I I appreciate the time. It's the middle of the show song. 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 Chris had nothing to put here, so he put this song. It's the middle of the show song. Have you been injured at work? Then you need someone who will fight for the care and compensation you deserve. The insurance companies will look out for themselves and their bottom lines, not you. I'm Matthew Coleman, partner and head of the work injury department at the law offices of Parenti and Norm. My team and I have the experience, dedication, and proven results it takes to fight for your rights. Call or text me today at 312-641-5926 or visit us on the web at pninjurylaw.com. It is now time for your EP podcast, Word on the Street, brought to you by Mike Bauer, your country financial representative. I go to Mike for my auto insurance, my home insurance, my life insurance. I go to Mike when I just want to hang out and have a good conversation. Mike's a good guy. I add a teenager to the car. Mike figures out how to make it less painful. It never hurts to find out whether or not somebody can give you a better price and great coverage for your auto or your home, for example. Reach out to Mike today, 708-425-1559, or stop in and see him at 3923 West 95th Street. The Evergreen Park Youth Department has some Halloween activities coming up on Friday, October the 7th. It's movie night from 6 to 8 p.m., grades 5 through high school. Bring your sleeping bags, your blankets, and camp out for a couple of hours with a scary movie in the youth center 3450 West 97th Street, Room 105. You want to register on or before Friday, September the 30th. Give them a call at 708-229-3377. You can also use that number if you want more information or want to sign up for the Haunted Hayride Field Trip. It's happening Friday, October the 14th. Same age group, 5th grade all the way through high school. It's a $20 cost. Activity lasts from 5 p.m. until 10 p.m. And like I said, reach out to the youth department for more information. And do not forget about all the big parties happening in Evergreen Park coming up here. Couple of weeks away on the 8th of October, it's Evergreen Park's Oktoberfest. The EP podcast will be out there. Stein hoisting competition. We're giving away cash money. So much fun to be had out there in all ages event. 
coming up this weekend, though, Open Outcry, 109th and Western, Oktoberfest, their first ever. We're going to be out there as well. Big giant tents in the back, the upstairs, the downstairs open. German food, German music, rock music, so much fun. It kicks off at 11, and it goes until 5 in the afternoon. Then, I'm going over. John Brand from Open Outcry is going over. Everybody's going over to the Evergreen Park Public Library Foundation Micro Marathon Fundraiser. A 21 and over event, 35 in advance, 40 at the door this Saturday the 1st from 5.30 until 9 p.m. at the library. You're doing a .262 marathon. Go around the building twice, you get a sticker to put on the back of your car. It's hysterical. Local craft brews, they got all kinds of craft breweries coming to this event. Live music from Friendly Fire, food from Joey's Red Hots, that's part of the price of admission. You're also getting a bunch of samples of those breweries, and there's a cider place. It's going to be awesome. We'll be out there. We'll see you on Saturday. For more information, go to evergreenparklibrary.org. The EP loves the party. We did an entire episode from the Evergreen Park 4th of July parade this year. Of course, though, it released right there during the holiday week. So some of you may have missed it. Here's a taste of what you missed. And remember, it's on demand, still available if you want to listen to the whole thing. It's a great episode. Anywhere podcasts can be found and always at the EPPodcast.com. Parade's going to be kicking off in a little bit, and I have an Olympian standing here next to me. And uh, I really appreciate you jumping on before you grand marshal a parade. Abby Murphy, how are you? Good, how are you? Are you ready to grand marshal a parade? Are there, like, requirements of things that you have to do? <laughs> I don't think so. You know, smile, wave, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I'm excited to be here in front of everyone from Evergreen Park and cheering on back home. So it's been awesome. You're doing so much. I got to ask you, are you worn out? I feel like you went and you played in the Olympics and this might have been more tiring because you get back and everybody wants you at everything. You've been to every grammar school, you've been to every high school, you've been to every board meeting, you've stood in front of every crowd, you're in the parade. Do you ever get any time off? <laughs> a little bit, you know, I'm still young so it's nice I got the energy to do everything which is awesome but it's nice seeing all the kids and meeting everyone and showing them the medal like they don't like it's like something crazy to them and it's obviously crazy to me but when you see their face it's like it's it makes you happy so it's awesome. Did you understand the scope of how crazy it was here when you were playing in the Olympics? Did you get did you get what it was like here? Because I showed up here at about 7 o'clock in the morning one day for a game that was being played at a normal time where you were at, and this place was wall-to-wall -wall as we stand here in Baracos right now. I don't think you could have fit another human being in here. It was nuts. Did you get an idea of that? Did they describe this to you? Oh, yeah. I got pictures, videos. I had to put my dad on silent mode. So, no, it was cool, you know, crowded and everything, but that's that's what shows you the support you got from back home. So it, we're lucky, you know. So now that you did it, is it just an urge to get back and do it again? The plan is to do everything I can for four years later, or do you enjoy the fact that you did it? Yeah, I mean, we got a silver medal. Obviously, it's not what we wanted, but it's not enough. So we got to go back and hopefully train for these next four years and look for the next one. So, 
You were the most Southside kid I ever saw in the Olympics. I mean, seriously, the amount of times they brought you up. You had one game in there, I swear. They talked about you in between two of the periods for the entire time on television. You were out there uh, causing trouble and uh, making waves, and it was fun to watch. Did you start having fun at a certain point? Was it like get your feet wet, and then all of a sudden you felt your groove? Oh, yeah. I bring that grit to the team, and that's something that will never, ever leave, leave me as a hockey player. So it's kind of nice having it, having two older brothers. You can't not have it, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. Abby Murphy, thanks so much for the time, and uh, congratulations, and uh, you're one of the coolest guests that comes on the EP Podcast. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Before we get to the final interview that you may have missed over this summer, it was a busy summer. I totally understand it. I want to remind you about Hyatt Home Medical Equipment. You've heard about them on the show. They've actually been on to talk about their incredible business that they have. They do a lot of good work for keeping people in their home, keeping them independent, setting up smart homes, making the home safer, avoiding falling down, avoiding moving mom or dad into a nursing home. Uh, if you're considering whether or not you want to move into assisted living, maybe you want to talk to the people over at Hyatt first. Switch to a new age of life. There are so many things available now that weren't available even five, 10 years ago. Doors that open and close on their own. Retrofits for the bathtub. If you suffer from sleep apnea, they have the latest technology. You get to walk in and talk to somebody locally here in your town and get the right answers and find the thing that's right for you. They work with your insurance. They give you a discount if you mention the EP podcast. Check out all they have to offer online at hhme.com or visit them today. 3518 West 95th Street in Evergreen Park. An episode that I was surprised. I looked back and I was like, oh man, that's weird. What a good show but we saw a little bit of a dip in listenership. Some of you might have heard it, but some of you didn't, probably because it came out on a holiday weekend. I get it, you had things to do. But Dr. Jenna Woodland, the superintendent of District 124, sat down here and answered a bunch of questions. And I just found it to be a really interesting interview, and she is a wonderful guest whenever we get her down here. So many kids going through the D124 schools if you missed it, here's a little bit of it. You can get the complete episode. All you got to do is look online. Any podcast player that's available to you, it's on. You can tell Alexa, hey, Alexa, play the EP podcast. You can go and check it all out. Search it up at the eppodcast.com. Check her out. Dr. Jenna Woodland from District 124. She's the big boss. She's the superintendent. How are you? Uh, I am wonderful. Thank you so much for having me back. I just, you know, love being a part of the EP podcast. I've heard wonderful things about it, and I'm so happy to be back. Yeah, and we're going to talk about good stuff. Like, yes. I, we, we sat around in that in that weird period that we're never going to talk about yeah, again. Never talk we about had, again. We had, we had deep conversations. We're, we're getting away. We're getting the good stuff. Okay, so I always think about your district, right? You know, 124. You've got your four schools in the four corners. They're all unique. They all kind of do their thing. Then you also have central. But the, with those four unique schools that are in four different quadrants, how do you, as superintendent, like? I mean, do you, I, I imagine you having to constantly like act like a parent that has four <laughs> children? Like, yeah, that's a great idea. But if I gave that to you, I'd have to give it to the other three, right? I mean, like, do you have to? Do you find yourself trying to keep everything even with the schools? I mean, how, what is that like? Yeah, so I, I really believe that I have a great team. I have a great administrative team, so that's super helpful for me to have a touch point with them and really work with them in a collaborative manner to see how we can really align our district goals with our current strategic plan and ensure that we're all pulling on the same rope, working towards the same goals and the same vision. 
And that's really what we're working towards this summer is making sure that we're in alignment and we look at what all of our quadrants need in order to be successful long term. I, I got to ask you this. Uh, I'm curious what your answer is going to be. And uh, it's just because I, I'll get into conversations with people uh, about the schools in Evergreen. I, I've had these conversations with people that don't live in Evergreen and live nearby where I'll sit there and I'll say, you know, Evergreen Park has not only some excellent private schools that are inside of it, but the public schools are very good as well. It really does it really does give you options. You can choose what you want to do, all right? Um, I have had uh, a child in Southwest at one point. I've also have a child in, in Redeemer at this point. I've got uh, a kid at Macaulay. I've got a kid at Rice. I, I've sampled a lot of the schools around here. There, we've, we've actually gone and done tours of the high school, even though nobody is, has gone over to the, to the high school yet. And I always hear people talk about all the positives of all the schools. Or the one thing that always comes up, though, when I'm having that discussion is somebody will go, yeah, but Central. Like, Central seems to get a bad rap. I've never had a kid in Central. Why do you think Central gets a bad rap? Because I've had the kids on from Central on this show before when they're doing things. They seem like great kids. But it's always a thing I see popping up on, like, Facebook pages or in conversations. People go, yeah, that's great, but what about Central? Yeah. Why is that? You know, I I have to start with the fact that I am a firm believer in the public education system. It's like just at my core, I believe in it. And I think that Evergreen Park is just a beautiful place to be. I think a lot of times when a community member might hear Central, they just don't really know the in and out. And when I walk the halls of Central and I'm in classrooms and I'm working with teachers, we quite possibly have the best teachers in Evergreen Park School District. And I just believe in them and I believe in them in my core. And I think that they have a beautiful world ahead of them. I think they just need solid leadership to really drive them forward and to allow the community to see what's truly in the classroom setting. I'm super excited to welcome Dr. Zopella to our team. He's our new central middle school principal. I think he's going to do great things in our future. Um, We've also started to align some of our practices with our strategic plan into how do we align our four quadrants to really support the needs of our kids once they get to central middle school. And when I think of that long term, I think it's really about perception and how do we show our community all the positive things that are truly happening at Central Middle School. I wonder if it's also just because of the the age group, right? Yeah, because so who doesn't love a good middle school? Oh, my goodness. Well, here's the thing. Like, I'm going to say this and it's going to annoy people because they're going to have kids that are that age. Uh-huh. But I've had kids that are that age sure. and I've been that age. And yeah. there are certain grades that generally the kids are obnoxious and drive me crazy more than any other grade, right? <laughs> like sophomore year in high, in high school, they're in their second year. They think they're cool. Th- those kids are obnoxious. I was an obnoxious sophomore. My daughter just <laughs> finished being an obnoxious sophomore. Now she's, and it's like almost a switch went on. She's yeah. going to be a junior. She's different, right? Okay. And and I think seventh grade is like one of those things. Like the eighth graders are like, we're cool. We're the head of the school. And they, they, they want to be mature. Right. But the seventh graders, man, sometimes I've met some seventh grade classes. Like, whoo. Sure. Ooh, is that one of the other reasons? Because like kids get into trouble, I think, at those ages as well. Yeah. And I I definitely think that, you know, an adolescent, they're the first kind of group where they're really starting to recognize their peers and their peers really play a big role in, you know, how successful they are in a classroom environment. And so how do we utilize those peer groups to really create, again, a positive environment for all kids? And that's what we're aiming at. Are you starting to now see patterns and easier ways to kind of like communicate with these kids because I know that all of them seem they have come out of the last couple of years just a little 
a little off. Like either they're upset, they they dealt with certain things, they felt certain things were either unfair or scary or, you know, they all seem to have this something, right? Every one of my kids has something that I feel like the last couple of years affected them. I mean, is that something that you, I'm sure as an administration see, but you probably are starting to better understand it and are more prepared for it, right? Yeah, and I, mean, I think that was one of our main pushes for last school year come about December, January, in which we applied for this community education grant. The main focus of it is really truly aligned to social and emotional learning of a child. Because they're behind, aren't they? I mean, it feels that way. Like I talk to teachers not in your schools. Sure. I, honestly, goodness, but my, you know, my sister's a teacher. I have, yeah. friend, I have friends who are teachers. I have a friend who's a teacher out in California, and every teacher I talk to alludes in some way or says it point blank, it feels like they're two years behind socially. Yeah. Like they might've kept up with their books, but like when these kids head off to college, they may not be exactly where they should be when they're like, you're an adult, go away. I think that we could do a better job in general, just educating kids on how to communicate with other kids, because we all know that communication skills, as you become an adult, it's just an essential skill for you to have. And Teaching kids how to communicate is absolutely something that I think all of our teachers do well, but how do we get better at it? And teaching those coping skills and how to interact with other kids and really create strong peer relationship. And that right there, Dr. Jenna Woodland, the superintendent of District 124 here in Evergreen Park. One of the things you might have missed over the last couple of months and a very, very busy summer here in Evergreen Park. I want to thank you for bearing with me this week, and I'm looking forward to a big week next week here on the EP Podcast. Remember, every Friday we're talking to head coach Jerry Verde of the Evergreen Park Mustangs. The football team won a big game on the road over the weekend. Looking good. Check out those episodes each and every Friday on demand here. You can get them anytime you want to. They come out on Friday, sometimes on Thursday afternoons. A new 30 Minutes of Good, that is the EP Podcast, out next Monday. And we'll see you this weekend. Open outcry early in the day on Saturday. Uh, The later afternoon, starting at 5.30, over at Evergreen Park Public Library. Micro-marathon event. Going to be a great week and a great weekend. Remember, I want to hear what you think about the EP Podcast. You can let me know any social media app or where you get the podcast from. Anywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, Basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Plancha. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com.